The views, opinions, and comments expressed by hosts, guests, and callers of this show are not necessarily those of this station, its parent company, TeleSouth Media, its staff, management, or advertisers. Content of this broadcast cannot be duplicated or used in any way without the express written consent of TeleSouth Media Incorporated. Now join us for Advisors Roundtable with your hosts, Certified Financial Planners, Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. It's professional advice for your life. Welcome to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus and Greg Cooley with you. Uh, Bubba, uh, you meet with a client and uh, most of the time you schedule about an hour initially for the first meeting. I think we have honed our process down that usually it will take about an hour, sometimes a little bit longer, Okay. sometimes a little bit less, but usually an hour. So you're in there with an hour. Let's mm-hmm. say it's a couple. They come in and you've scheduled an hour with them. They're expecting, because they're coming to a financial planner, mm-hmm. to mostly talk about finances, yeah. numbers, mm-hmm. money, probably. So out of that hour, what percentage of the time do you think you spend on non-financial issues? Um, All right. So when you say non-financial issues. Yeah. You know, their lifestyle, their attitudes. Estate plan. Estate plan. Which kind of dovetails into some financial issues sometimes. But it's not necessarily all numbers. Yeah. Uh, insurance needs, mm-hmm. um, uh, whether that be life insurance or disability insurance mm-hmm. or, you know, homeowners or car insurance. or mm-hmm. Do they do like they, to travel? Do they need an umbrella? Do they like to travel? Yeah. 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 Tell us about your family dynamics. How, how old did your parents live? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of, of information that we're trying to gather mm-hmm. in a meeting like that. Um and, and really, they don't know that we're gathering some of the information. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of times, as you said, we've kind of honed this down. Yeah. Sometimes it comes across in a conversation. Sure, sure. Yeah. I, and I'll give you a perfect example. Um, you know, one of the things that we try to plan for is longevity. Right, right, right. And uh, if we know by talking to you that your lifestyle is... Um, is uh, one of which where maybe you drink a lot, you smoke, you're <laughs> overweight, you, you know. You ain't going to exercise. You're not going to exercise. <laughs> right. Uh, maybe you've got uh, hereditary issues mm-hmm. that, that maybe mm-hmm. parents had had. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe we don't project out as far on a life expectancy. Right. You know, maybe we go to age 90 instead of age 95. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I, I would say that one of the worst things that could happen to an individual in retirement is them running out of money. Yeah, uh, right. And that's one of the reasons they should be talking to you. Right. But related to longevity, I saw a new statistic this morning. It said if somebody waits until they're 65 to 70 to mm-hmm. retire. Yeah. Not This is not for those people who hit it rich and they retired at 50. Mm-hmm. But if you know, you're waiting to the traditional 65 to 70 to retire... The statistics say you're going to live more than 20 more years. Yeah, I believe it. All right. So, you know, if you wait till 65, you're going to be 85 or more. And and that's for somebody retiring today. Yeah. Yeah. So imagine if you would somebody that's 40 years old that waits to age 65. That in 25 more years, then they retire. And then they retire. I bet you could add another 10 years to that. Yeah, because in the next 25 years, what are we going to do with medicine? Mm Mm-hmm. 
You know, already over the last few years, we've had it sold to us that, you know, you don't have to become a marathon runner, but you ought to take better care of yourself. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, over the last five or six weeks, we have reiterated to people that, you know, cover your mouth when you sneeze and wash your hands. Mm -hmm. Now, we should have learned that back in grade school back in the 1950s or 60s, but it's been reiterated to us. And that's probably going to make people live longer. Right. And so a number of these things happening over the next 25 years, you're exactly right. Mm -hmm. If you're a 40 year old like you are. By the time you could retire at 65 mm-hmm. or 70, I bet your life expectancy is well over 95. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a long time, man. I mean, really? So do you have enough money to last? Right. Is that is that part of what you're that, asking them all this question? That's part of what we're asking. Right. Uh, but, but I'll get back to your question, though. You, you asked what percentage of uh, that hour is non-financial, non-financial. Is non-financial. Right. And I'd say probably 85% of it is non-financial. Say that again. 85% of the initial consultation that we do with clients mm-hmm. is non-financial. Absolutely. Involving lifestyle and, mm-hmm. and insurance needs mm-hmm. and, uh, and you know, could be real estate uh, that they own, estate planning Where that they might live? have. Where you going to live? Education planning. Where are you going to live? Where are you going to retire? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because we need to get that, that background information before we can make determinations on the financial side, right? Yep. How much do you need to save in order to get to that goal? Yeah, yeah. How does that need to be invested in order to, to hopefully get to that goal? And many times you get about halfway into mm-hmm. this and they ask you, especially when you're like, uh, you know, uh, do you exercise? Mm-hmm. Do you have any underlying health issues? And right. they're like, uh, I'm not at the doctor, dude. Right. Mm-hmm. That's that's a little personal. And you're like, I, I need to know. Right. This helps me back mm-hmm. into the number of how much you need to have saved before you can think about retiring. Right. And all of these little factors are part mm-hmm. of that, aren't they? Right. And if you really don't think about it that way, if you've never done it before, most of the time you're just like, well, you know, I hope my 401k is enough. Mm-hmm. Hmm? It's it's amazing to me the number of times that we've been in with a, a client or prospective client, usually prospective clients, and you know I'll ask a question or you'll ask a question or, or I'll hear something, mm-hmm. and then I need to go down that rabbit hole just for a minute, and that little rabbit hole opens up to a big cavern, oh, right? Does it ever? That that just opens up a whole different other. Pl- you know, planning issues and planning needs and that sort of thing. And, and sometimes they don't even realize that it was an issue. No, no, they don't. But then we bring it back Mm -hmm. and say, the reason we went down in that cavern Mm -hmm. with you is it's going to affect your retirement Mm -hmm. in this way and this way. And they're like, Oh yeah. Uh huh. Oh, now I see why we spent 10 minutes on how long my grandmother lived. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Now, now, don't get me wrong. You know, the, the investment piece is important. Sure. It is. And it's in, important for everybody, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and whether you're a conservative or an aggressive or middle-of-the-road investor, <clears throat> it's going to be important for, for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you, and you'll get to that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But you can't get to that without first discovering how that investor wants to be invested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Or needs to be or invested. Or needs to be invested. Yes. 
That's right. So what we're going to do today on today's show is uh, now that we've opened this can of worms about these non-financial issues we may need to discuss with you, we got 16 lifestyle questions that we're going to ask all of our retiring clients and encourage you to ask yourself here on the Advisors Roundtable. Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable on Super Talk Radio with certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Bubba Labus. So, Bubba, we've been talking about these non financial issues that maybe we need to explore with people as they have these financial changes in their life or lifestyle changes. Specifically, today we're going to talk about retirement. Mm -hmm. So, there are 16 really lifestyle, non financial questions that we need to ask. And I've divided them up into five areas. So okay. basically three or four qu questions in the, all of these five areas. The first one's attitude. Mm -hmm. What's your attitude about retirement? I think some people go into it and they think it's going to be a permanent vacation. Yeah. Huh? And after about three weeks... You know, there's only so much lying in the chaise lounge drinking mm -hmm. the mint juleps that you can do, man, right. till you get bored. Uh, there's only so much lawn you can mow, only so much fishing you can do, uh, only, you know, so much golf before, you know, you get a little sore and then, you know, you get a little tired of the guys you're playing with. Only so much canasta you can play. Right. So what's your attitude about it? On the other hand, we also see people that it almost seems like they're being drug into it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they got to close to the end of their career and there was a downsizing and somebody came in and offered them, you know, one of those packages where you can go home a little early. Go ahead and retire now and we'll give you this much money. Yeah. And yeah. they almost feel like they were forced into mm -hmm. it. So they go into it yelling, kicking, screaming. Right. Um do you think attitude has anything to do with how much I'm going to enjoy retirement? Absolutely. And I would say that attitude, not only about retirement, but attitude about a number of other, like here's another rabbit hole we could go down, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and th this is probably the question that I would ask, what is your attitude towards money? Mm -hmm. Or what is your attitude towards investments? Mm -hmm. Maybe you've had some real winners in the past. Maybe you've had some real losers. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe uh, maybe you grew up in, in a very poor income or low income family. Mm -hmm. So you've got different concepts about money than maybe somebody who uh, grew up in a different type of family, mm -hmm. right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I mean, we can, we can do these rabbit holes all day long. We, we, we yeah. really can. And quite actually... A real component mm -hmm. of a positive attitude is, do I have an open mind about this? Right. You know, a lot of people, I think, go into it and they think, uh, I was forced into mm -hmm. it and I'm mad about it and I'm going to get up every day being mad about this situation mm -hmm. and you're going to be hard to live with. Yeah. Which means that the wife probably doesn't want to travel with you. Mm -hmm. She probably doesn't want to stay in the same house with you if you're not happy about yep. this. Um, but on the other hand, if you go into it on the 
complete other side of the spectrum, thinking this is a 100% vacation, mm-hmm. what happens the first time that the water heater breaks? Right. Oh, I thought I was on vacation. Mm -hmm. Every time I'm on vacation, I don't have to worry about maintenance. The people at the Ritz take care of this kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. This is supposed to be a permanent vacation. So I need to have an open mind about the fact that I go into this and I need to realize I've never done this before. I I, I ask people all the time that, that, you know, they come in and and really one of their big questions is, can I retire? Mm Mm-hmm. And sometimes I counter counter that question with another question. I said, are you ready to retire? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they say, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I said, well, you know, I mean, you, you've been working, you know, doing whatever you're doing, giving 20, orders, 30, bossing people years. around yeah. 30 years. Right. What are you going to do when you don't have that to do anymore? Say that again. Some people are bosses. Right. Mm-hmm. And they've been telling people what to do and in charge. Right. For a number of years. Mm-hmm. Try coming home and doing that. Right. <laughs> it's not going to work out so well. Probably now, not. Now, on, on the other side of that, right? Uh-huh. I've, I've had other clients uh, that have come in, and we've talked to them, and we've discussed it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, a year goes by, two years go by, five years, t- uh, ten years go by, 15 years go by. Mm-hmm. And, and they tell me, and, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard this, I don't know where I had the time to work. Yes. Are they the happiest people? They're the happiest people because they're doing what mm-hmm. they want to do, mm-hmm. whether it be mm-hmm. volunteering mm-hmm. or tutoring mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. gardening or, you know, bass fishing every day, right. you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and really that comes down to as they enter retirement, do they have one of three, these three attitudes? Mm-hmm. Number one, is it a permanent vacation? Number two, am I mad about doing it? And number three is just this just the next act in the play of my life. Right. If they see it as the next act mm-hmm. in the play of my life, then the act, you know, last act, the first act of the play of your life mm-hmm. was filled with ups and downs. Right. Good and bad. Positive and negative. Growing, mm-hmm. being hurt. I mean, right? Sure. You know, you just think about the first act of your life, the first 18 years of your life. There were ups and downs in there. Mm-hmm. Some days you did real well on the spelling test. Some days you messed up on the geography test. Some days parents were happy with mm-hmm. you, patted you on the back, a boy. Some days they weren't. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you made the team. Sometimes you didn't. Sometimes you scored the goal. Sometimes you didn't. Sometimes the girl wanted to go out with you. Sometimes she said, no way. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. That was the first act. Then you get to the second act, somewhere between 18 and 50. And you got kids coming along. That's good and bad and fun and not so fun. Mm -hmm. Never changed a diaper in the Walmart parking lot. (laughs) Huh? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Mm -hmm. And so that act of your life, you know, and there's this last or or next act of your life. It's probably going to be the same thing. And if you got the attitude that, yeah, some days are going to be great. Some days aren't. But I'm going to handle it. I'm going to have an open Mm -hmm. mind. I'm going to roll with it. I'm going to use this as a learning opportunity. Then, you know, you're not so much mad or you're not so Mm -hmm. much vacay. You're just dealing right. and enjoying and scheduling and volunteering and helping and still growing. Mm-hmm. 
So a lot of it's attitude. So under attitude, two or three questions here. What is your view of retirement in general before you do it? Mm -hmm. So they come in, you know, they, they, a lot of times they come in their 50s and 60s and ask you that question, Bubba, can I retire? And that's where you try to get this picture of what their present view yeah. of retirement is, right? Yeah. You know, there's there's one one thing to be financially prepared to retire. Mm -hmm. It's totally different to be mentally prepared to retire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's based on what you think this is mm -hmm. going to be and what you're preparing for it to be. So what's your view of it? And a lot of times my view of what something looks like is based on how I've seen you handle it. Sure. Let's say I'd never had children. I'm living across the street mm -hmm. from the Labuses. I got a certain view of parenthood. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. Just watching you guys do it. Huh? Yep. I haven't done it yet. I haven't put them to bed. I haven't gotten up in the middle of the night with the upset stomachs. I haven't changed the diapers in the Walmart parking lot. I haven't had to do homework. I haven't had to do any of that. Mm -hmm. So I have a certain view of it. And probably from across the street, as I sit on my porch and watch you do parenting, I probably think it's a whole lot different than it is really being over there sure. with you mm -hmm. in the house. Huh? That's right. Same things. So what's my view of it? Mm -hmm. Sometimes when they come in with a view that seems a little Pollyanna, too rosy, too perfect, mm -hmm. do you and I have to give them a little bit of reality? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and and you know, so that's that's kind of the negative side of it. Mm -hmm. But I've also seen it on the positive side. Real mm -hmm. real recently, mm -hmm. uh, a, a lady came in, uh, been working probably since she was eighteen or nineteen years old. Mm -hmm. um, I think she's seventy seventy one years old. Mm -hmm. um, and and she asked that question. You know, can I retire? You know, I, I, mm -hmm. I've been working for the last fifty years and. Mm -hmm. Um, can I do it? Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I looked at her and I said, why didn't you do this 10 years ago? <laughs> you know, financially, yes, you can Yeah, go for it, do it <laughs> based on your income needs and what you have saved and, mm -hmm. and guaranteed income sources that you have, mm -hmm. you're fine. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then I asked again, I said, here's the question though. What are you going to do mm -hmm. to fill your days? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And so that comes down to, you know, you, may, you know me, I, I'll, okay. I'm going to do something with alliteration. Right. Activities. What's your day going to look mm -hmm. like? You know, presently your view is, oh, retirement's a 100% vacation. Well, what kind of activities do you presently like to do? Mm -hmm. And are those going to work into this 100% vacation life? So number one's activities. Uh, number two is the attitude, right? And number three is assets, mm -hmm. right? Right. All right. Activities, attitude, and assets. Mm -hmm. Um, you ever have to tell people they don't have enough assets? I do. Um, and they don't like it, mm -mm. you know, cause they come in with the idea, Hey, I'm here. You got to make this work for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to make yeah, this I, work. I've got to make it work for them here at the 11th hour. Right. Huh? And I, and, you know, sometimes it's it's uh, a matter of saying, look, you need to wait two years. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a matter of saying, hey, 
you can't do this. Mm-hmm. And there may be a number of multitude of reasons why they can't, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. One of the, one of the biggest reasons that I see, and, and I've harped on this before, why individuals are not able to retire mm-hmm. is because they're still taking care of their adult children. Hey, you're going to yeah. get on somebody's toes. I'm here. getting on people's toes, but I see it, you know, <laughs> and I, I see it on a regular basis. <laughs> yeah. He's 40 yeah. years old. He needs to pay his own cell phone. Right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. She's 32 years old. She needs to get a job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is that basically what you end up saying? 45 years old. They need to move out of the house. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, they're costing you 500 mm-hmm. bucks a month. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's $6,000 a year. Right. And if you live for 30 more years, 30 times 6,000? Mm-hmm. Yep. We're talking 180 grand. That's right. 180 grand. Mm-hmm. That the dude that won't get a job or move out of the right. house is costing mm-hmm. you, or we're projecting he's going to cost you. And and these are instances uh, that I would say uh, those individual individuals or adult children are fully capable. Mm. Yeah, you're not a, being unreasonable. I'm not being unreasonable mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But but when I see that, um, and even you know in retirement, and I have to have that conversation with folks. Like, look, you know, your kids need to stand on their own two feet. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you're going to be selling your house. And mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. they don't like that. Sometimes, you know, yeah. Yeah. they go somebody to somebody else that will tell them something oh, yes. that, that maybe yeah. That yeah. they would I, agree with. I had somebody ask me the other day, have you ever lost clients? And I said, yeah, usually when I tell them the truth. Right, <laughs> yeah, and it happens. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, it's your responsibility as yeah. a professional mm-hmm. to tell them the truth going to take another break here at the advisors roundtable when we come back we're going to continue to talk about uh these questions that are sometimes non-financial but they affect your finances here on super talk Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley, with you here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, um, at the Advisors Roundtable, we're always trying to uh, give people a little bit of an information to make their life better. Um, and today, we're specifically talking about lifestyle, and we're talking about retirement, and we're, we're talking about some non-financial issues mm-hmm. that people need to probably uh, address Here's one, uh, and it goes back to the old saying that really has become a cliche, and that is, when you have your health, you have everything. Yeah. So sometimes, when you're talking to people about retirement, do you end up talking a lot about their health? Absolutely. And it's, and it's not only their, their present health, but also about future complications or issues that may come up. Mm. Right. Yeah. Um, other, other than uh, spending money on an adult child, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. Who, who is doing that, what I see is the biggest threat to anybody's retirement mm-hmm. is the need for long-term care, mm-hmm. assisted living, mm-hmm. that sort of thing, health-related issues as they get older in retirement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's expensive uh, and it can last for a long time. Yeah. 
Yeah. I've said this before, and I've talked about life insurance. Mm. You know, you you buy life insurance as a way to protect against dying too early. Well, sure. Yeah, you're in your 40s. You got a house payment. You got kids to raise. Mm -hmm. You don't want to leave them in a lurch. So you need life insurance. Right. Don't die too early. Don't die too early. Okay. But long-term care insurance is kind of the, the opposite. Long-term care insurance basically protects against living too long. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You've lived until, you know, you're 98 and right. you can't function very mm-hmm. well and your spouse is already gone and you're alone right. and you fall and break a hip. Right. Or, or you're young, right? Mm. I mean, Superman fell off a horse well, and broke true. his neck and, and yeah. was on, you know, yeah. Yeah. long-term care for years nine years. years, 10 years, 11 years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you could live too long and, uh, you know, uh, then need mm-hmm. the long-term care. Right. Or you could need the long-term care and live too long. That's correct. And all that's going to be expensive, right? It is. Ooh. A minute ago, we talked about attitude, and we were all thinking, you know, positive attitude, positive right. attitude. And then you came in through water all over yeah, this thing. I'm depressed now. Negative Nancy over here, huh? <laughs> but we got to talk about those things. We do. Yeah. Would you, would you rather talk about it now or, or talk about it later when mm-hmm. it's too late? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. You know, you we, know I'd, I'd rather prepare for the worst and expect the best. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when we tell people and they come in and ask that question, you know, can we retire? Mm-hmm. We basically says, you know, it, it, it's going to come down to three things, income mm-hmm. and a guarantee of that income every month in some right. way, uh, and controlling expenses mm-hmm. and handling catastrophes. Sure. And you're basically saying that long-term care could be, yeah, an expense. The biggest potential catastrophe that I think any retiree would face. Because it can take everything you've saved. And then some. Yeah. Yeah. So we talk early on about lifestyle. We talk mm-hmm. early on about your health. We talk early on about the catastrophes associated with all that. Mm-hmm. Do people want to talk about that? No, they don't. It's depressing to talk about that. Is it ever? Is it ever? My goodness. But, you know, I will put it this way, though. We talk about those things. Mm-hmm. We address them. Mm-hmm. We plan for them in whatever way we decide to plan for it, whether it be with, with insurance or, you know, uh, estate planning, whatever it may be that we, we come up with that makes mm-hmm. the most sense for that individual. Mm-hmm. And then we talk about the good stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. then yeah. we talk about, all right, so we need to talk about your travel budget mm-hmm. during mm-hmm. retirement. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about how many times a year you want to go see the grandkids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We need to talk about, uh, you know, what you want to do with your legacy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and when we talk to them about health mm-hmm. uh, and we talk to them about these issues, I hope we're encouraging them to understand that sometimes life just happens to you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you happen to life. That's right. You realize, hey, I'm 60 years old. I'm 30 pounds overweight. Mm-hmm. And if I'll change a couple things here yeah. and maybe take a, mm-hmm. a walk in the morning, I can put this off longer or right. be stronger when I have to face it. And so there are some things mm-hmm. we can do to make our lifestyle better, right? That's correct. And our, our health better. And 
there's a, uh, something I was reading the other day that said that uh, one retiree that was interviewed by um, this magazine I was reading said that their retirement community basically div- uh, was divided into two, mm-hmm. two sets of people. One were those people who were healthy and everybody else who is either mad or going to the doctor all the time. Yep. Huh? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that the healthy people don't go to the doctor from time to time, but maybe they listen. Right. And maybe they do make some lifestyle changes, and maybe they can then uh, babysit the grandchildren and go on mm-hmm. the, the, the vacations and do the traveling and play the nine holes of golf every morning, that sort of thing. And then the, the people who are not, if they look back on it, if they'd made a couple of those changes those other people over there made, mm-hmm. maybe they'd be in the other group. Right. And so we ask people questions about healthy lifestyle. Um, and, you know, uh, did your family live a long time? Uh, do you like to hike? Do you like to garden? Do you uh, like to cook at home? Uh, are there some things that you could change now that maybe would make retirement not only more enjoyable, but less expensive? Uh, very important questions there. Ask, asking people about good health in retirement. Uh, that's, that's very important. Uh, next question. Um, how to stay connected. You know, when you retire, the people at the office, they're probably not going to be at home with you every day. Mm-hmm. You know, you're leaving them. You see people kind of get depressed because I, they leave their buddies? I do. Um, and and they need to have a way to either reconnect with some of those individuals that they worked mm-hmm. with or mm-hmm. find a new group to plug into. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I see this with retired educators uh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And there's a, a retired teachers association here in town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there are uh, a number of coffee groups of, of mm-hmm. folks that used to work at Caterpillar or the mm-hmm. hospital that meet on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing, which I think is all good to reconnect and, and you know, relive old horror stories, sure, right? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I think you, you need to stay connected mm-hmm. uh, in some way, uh, whether it's, as you said, through kind of professional organizations or, or churches or associations or volunteering. Mm-hmm. Well, there are a great number of opportunities to volunteer. Sure. There are Things you can do around here, teach people to read. Right. Tutor children. You know, amen food pantry. Mm-hmm. A, a lot of things that, that you can be involved in and feel like you're still vital. Well, and, and it, it doesn't even uh, have to be that. You know, I, I'm thinking of the, the individuals and civitans and kiwanis mm-hmm. and rotary club mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. if it's just once a week to get out of the house and, and you know mm-hmm. go have lunch or you know sharing a service project with yes. somebody that's a great one you know yeah yeah share a service project mm-hmm. stay connected um does that take a little effort it does but it's worth it i 100 worth it i i think you're right uh, and, and, and I think for a retiree, you need to plan on it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It should be part of what you think you're going to do mm-hmm. every day or right. every week. You mm-hmm. know, you think you're going to get up every day and you're going to drink coffee and then you're going to watch 
the view and then you're going to eat lunch mm-hmm. and then you're going to watch Oprah and yeah. then you're going to have an afternoon nap yeah. and then you're going to wake up and you're going to eat dinner and then you're going to watch yeah. the wheel, you know, the wheel of fortune. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to go to bed. Don't forget a couple of doctor's appointments in between. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tomorrow I got to yeah. go to the doctor. Right. right. So I'm going to record all that. Mm-hmm. Surely not. I mean, there are some other things that you need to be planning in there mm-hmm. to keep you feeling vital and healthy yeah. and involved and connected. That is a lot about um, planning. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's a lot of, uh, of what we talk to people about. Uh, a lot of these non-financial issues that we want to help you face. Going to take another break here at the Advisors Roundtable. When we come back, we're going to talk to you about your willingness to... Welcome back to the Advisors Roundtable, Certified Financial Planners, Bubba Labus, and yours truly, Greg Cooley. Thank you for uh, joining in with us here on Super Talk Radio. So, Bubba, uh, we've been talking about these non-financial issues that people probably need to be thinking about, definitely need to be thinking about before retirement, right? Right. Okay. And we've worked through two or three of them. This one I want to call a willingness to explore. Now, when people hear the word explore, what do you think is conjured up in their mind? You know, probably somebody in a pith helmet walking around in the jungle, you know, slashing down vines with a machete. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or you might, you know, uh, imagine somebody walking through a big city, Mm -hmm. looking around, Mm -hmm. looking to see what they can find in the big city. Yeah. Dressed like a tourist. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Is is wearing, that, wearing the bright blue shirt with the yellow letters that says, I'm with stupid and an yeah, arrow pointing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. Yeah. Kimberly but, hates that shirt, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> when you wear it. Right. <laughs> so does that sound adventurous to, to some people and to other people? They're like, oh, I'd rather not. You know, there's some people, yeah. they, they don't want to have on the helmet and they don't mm-hmm. want to, you know, repel and and they don't want to learn how the subway works in in new york Mm -hmm. uh, that doesn't sound like fun now to some people it does sound like fun so to me one of the trips that i'd love to do is to is to go to uh to england and look at uh the underground bunkers that they Mm -hmm. used in world Mm -hmm. war ii Mm -hmm. that would be fascinating to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. sure along with the you know countless other things that i'd like to do but yeah you yeah. Know. So that reminds me of exploring. Yeah. That's that's my image of exploring. Mm-hmm. Do you think your wife would be turned on by that activity? Not necessarily, but she would go along. Yeah. There yeah. you go. Because there's other things that she could do. Yeah. Yeah. This willingness to explore is one of the characteristics I find in people who are happy in retirement. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that you know you you suddenly have to be a spelunker and you know be going through caves right. somewhere exploring. But let me give you an example. Uh, a few years ago, I was talking to one of my clients, and uh, I said, "What are you doing this weekend?" And he's about seventy-five. He's been retired about ten years. 
He said, my wife and I are going to some little town up in Tennessee, and we're helping uh, judge a barbecue mm-hmm. cook-off that they're having up there in their community. I said, you're a judge for barbecuing? Yeah. He said, yeah. I said, well, I didn't know that about you. He said, well, funny uh, that you say that. Up until about eight or ten years ago, I didn't know I could do it or had any interest in mm-hmm. it. What do you mean? He said, well, one weekend, one Thursday, one Friday, my wife and I were kind of looking for something to do on the weekend. And he made this point to me. He said, you know, one of the greatest gifts that is offered by retirement? And I said, what? He said, time. Oh, yeah. So we knew we had time this Mm -hmm. particular weekend, and we were looking for something to do. Well, there was this barbecue cook-off a couple communities over, and we thought, you know, we'll go over there and see what that community has to offer. We've never been on their square, uh, and at the very least, we'll probably taste some good meat. Mm-hmm. So they drove over there and got over there on a Saturday morning and walked around the downtown area and went around and sampled some meat and got to talking to people and met a few folk. You know, and with five or six hours, they realize there are a bunch of people who do this. Yeah. I mean, really, mm-hmm. they do this. And there are classes and certifications that you need to take so that you can get the consistency right on how you judge. There was a yeah. subculture. Right. He had mm-hmm. no idea existed. Yeah. I mean, people who pull these things behind their vehicles and mm-hmm. go to different areas every week or two and involve themselves Mm -hmm. and it it, it, he said it became it looked like it was a friendly competition because last weekend bubba won when we were in baldwin Mm -hmm. and then this week we're going to be up in bolivar and i'm going to try a different sauce Mm -hmm. because his sauce seemed a little more vinegar based and people liked it and so it, he said it became a thing for us. Yep. We started following these people around. And after a while, I did the thing where I went and I, I had a couple classes. And I got interested. And I built mm-hmm. my own barbecuing thing. And I put it on a trailer. And then I got certified to be a judge. And here I am. And guess what? They pay me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Huh? Yep. Best of all worlds. Mm-hmm. I, I, I got new friends. Yep. I got the competitive juices. I get to get out for the weekend, go to a different place, experience some new things. They yeah. pay me and they feed me. Yeah. 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 And they pay me. Yeah. And they feed me. And they're nice to me because I'm a judge. Yeah. I'm a dude. Mm-hmm. I come into town, you know, they probably have a free hotel room mm-hmm. set up for me. Right. And he said, all of this happened within the last eight or ten years. I had no idea that existed, Mm -hmm. and it happened just because my wife and I went on one of these weekend adventures and went to a different community, walked around their square, met a few people, Mm -hmm. tasted a little barbecue, got into something. I'm reminded of a guy, and and you know him well, uh, that began timing races. Mm-hmm. These foot races. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who would have ever thought? But yeah, you've got to have a timer and, and mm-hmm. you know, the, the clock countdown and mm-hmm. all the chips and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of carved it into a neat little business. Absolutely. And he likes that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So you may already have uh, an adventurous nature. Mm-hmm. You may already have being, you know, being an explorer inside mm-hmm. you. 
But you don't have to be this picture of having the pith helmet on and be an explorer. Right. You can be an explorer just going to a new community mm-hmm. and learn about this different set of people Mm -hmm. and what they're doing and what they're interested in and maybe you have a talent for it and an interest in it and suddenly you're barbecuing and then you're Mm -hmm. uh, a race official Um, and all that was because they were open to doing a little exploring and being adventurous right Um, I think that's fun to have a conversation Mm -hmm. like that with a 70 year old sure it is you know, it's not like you're having a conversation with a 12-year-old who just got back from boy or girl scout mm-hmm. camp and they learned something new, which happens. Right. You can learn something new and be adventurous when you're in retirement. Right. Uh, and the, the people that seem to be having fun during this next act of their life are those people who have that attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to explore. I'm going to be adventurous. And the last thing is uh, you may already have some interests that you can take to the next level. Mm-hmm. You know, you may be pretty good with uh, carving. Yeah. may be pretty good at making furniture. You may be interested in cooking. I have a specific set of skills, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You hope you never talk to somebody on the phone that right. says that mm-hmm. to you in a threatening manner, right? right? Yeah. Um, but... Uh, I, I know somebody who did that with flower arranging. Mm-hmm. You know, he's this big he-man kind of guy, you know, and you think flower arranging, you think some, you know, sweet lady somewhere, uh, you know, uh, in a greenhouse. But he realized that, you know, all of those flower arrangements that you take to weddings and funerals, mm-hmm. those are heavy. Yep. You know, the wreaths. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, the, the, the other arrangements, uh, they need a man around every now and right. then. And then he realized he, he had an eye for color, mm-hmm. uh, and for different depths and sizes of flowers and, and other things and got into that. Sure. Uh, so it was an interest that he kind of had, but he just took it to a different, different level. So one of the questions we ask our, our, our clients as they're going into retirement is, do you have any interest or hobbies? Tell me how you're going to use them. Right. And we're really looking for something more than cooking and golf, aren't sure. we? We are. Huh? Uh, we're looking yeah. for, for something here that can keep you busy. Yeah. Something you can do with other people. And, and hunting is another one. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how long you can be mad at those deer or birds or whatever, <laughs> right? And the season's only a certain period of time. Yeah. So you've got the limit of the season of when you can actually get out and do that. Yeah. So you've got to have things for the other seasons yeah. out there that you want to I do. mean, because really, yeah. if you're into hunting and you want to mm-hmm. do it 12 months out of the year, right. you're going to have to go places mm-hmm. when there's no hunting season around you. Sure. And your spouse may not want to travel to those mm-hmm. places. So I hope we, uh, we uh, made you think a little bit here about lifestyle questions for you when you enter retirement here on the Advisors Roundtable.
discussion and content expressed by the host of the Advisors Roundtable are intended to be received as news, educational, and entertainment or unit items and are not to be accepted by the listener as legal, investment, insurance, or tax advice. Opinions and views will be expressed by guests of the Advisors Roundtable, and those opinions and views are those of the guests alone and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Advisors Roundtable host or any of its affiliated radio stations. All information provided is educational in nature and is not intended to be acted upon without first consulting the appropriately licensed professional of your choosing. Before acting upon any information obtained during an Advisors Roundtable broadcast, an individual should understand matters are extremely tax-specific and require advice tailored to individual facts and needs. Certified financial planners Greg Cooley and Andrew Labus are registered representatives of S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Securities offered through S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC. Advisory services offered through Ignite Planters, LLC. Ignite Planters, LLC is not affiliated with S.A. Stone Wealth Management Incorporated. Thank you.